into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. Was that a boob show? What are you doing? That's all I got right here. That's a good one. We're doing the rock where I live. Uh, we're playing Man Eater in honor of the lovely Vanessa Cruz, number 117 on the Blacklist. Ana de la Guerra. Ana de la Guerra. De la Guerra. De la Guerra. Yes. Yes. Uh, a, a friend of the program who's almost. Uh, uh, is she a friend of the program? Are we not allowed to roll our R's, R's uh, Alexis? Uh, she didn't like it. No. Alexis didn't like the ro- the R's. You, you rolled the R's. She rolled her eyes. There was there was uh, there was well, rolling. There was a lot of rolling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, just like Coachella. So, <laughs> vi- what happened? <laughs> Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always that was by a drug reference. Kids. Yeah, by Fernando Vasquez. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you doing? And I'm joined by Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to be here with you guys. I'm not joined by the lovely Julia Kearley. Oh, man. I miss her dearly. We did the show last week together without you two, and it was so much fun. Well, well whatever. We did the show before that without you two. So and it was there. also fun. Yeah, it was okay, also well, fun. So to hell with you. All right. People, you can vote. We, we you can have... vote which ones you like better. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, uh, we also have Alexis here helping us out. Thanks, Alexis. Hi. Hi. How are you like, doing? I'm fantastic. That's good. Uh, is, is it Alexis? Uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, so yeah, Vanessa Cruz, number one seventeen. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we almost had her. We almost she's had, my number one. Though. We almost had her on the show. Yeah. Anna de la la guerra. There's an R E in there. Yeah. La guerra. La guerra. So there's another R in there for you to roll. Uh, I thought I was your number one. How dare you? Sorry. <laughs> uh, she's Anna my number not, one in blacklister. And I cannot make it. You're just my show. number one. Black. Yeah, ever. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> show's taking a horrible turn. Yeah, yeah, let's get taking back on track. Turn. Let's get back on track. Taking a horrible turn. Um, <laughs> I love you. We almost had Vanessa on the show, uh, Vanessa Cruz on the show. We didn't have her, so, um, you know. Well, well we, we never know. We might get her in the future. We might get her in the future. Because she's not gone. Yeah. She's not officially gone. She's not gone, as we saw at the end of the episode. Yeah. Mrs. Kaplan had, a, mm-hmm. had something to say to her. I've got um, a job for you, But Mr. Kaplan. You know, we, had, we had an episode which had a... Surprise shocker of an ending. Yes. You know. Holy crap. Um, There's a lot going on this episode. There's a lot going on this episode for, you know, this is one of those we have the blacklister that seems that they, you know, kind of disconnected from, you know, the the normal um, narrative, the normal sort of serialized thread. And then she kind of gets tied at the end. Because when Harold goes, why does Red go through all the trouble to, to, you know, why does he put us on this blacklister? What does Red have to do with this one? Nice and Cooper. Then, yeah, nice. Yeah. And then uh, I, I always enjoy that his that his motivation comes in at the end of the episode. Like he's, he's he yeah. questions. We we we've done all this stuff. We've bashed in houses. We've we've, we've all the uh, FBI uh, assets have been utilized. And then I wonder why. Why do we do all this? <laughs> hmm. What was the purpose? I mean, some people <laughs> could argue that I should ask these questions before we do all this stuff, but <laughs> it's it's fine. But really, I mean, she she was a good 
I mean, look, she she was ultimately doing this for certain good reasons. She was this I mean, for, she, it was revenge. Well, it was revenge, and she killing, was her husband folks, was framed. Man, I guess she's killing folks. I guess it's not good, <laughs> but I mean, so, as opposed to other people, she wasn't meant to be a justice. Yeah, vigilante justice. Uh, well, we've we've established over and over again though that moral code is is really what the show's about, not necessarily about whether things are legal or not. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we've established. I mean, the the whole the whole task force has gone gray. I mean, they're they're in bed with with red. So I mean, moral code is is really where we're at with this whole show. That, right. that seems to be where we're at legality nah, whatever okay sure. or do we agree morally that this is okay well uh what did you think of this episode let's start with that did you like it i i was in and out i, I obviously at the end when things got really serious like you're asleep in and out and no <laughs> no he was at the restaurant yeah. did you make it a, did we, I was he, was, he was online at the restaurant uh i, I don't yeah. know i the, the, this one uh it obviously you know it was it was heavy with with lizzie and heavy with uh with 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 wrestler and and uh and a lot of uh a lot of the serialized uh, elements were were, were kind of emphasized this week, and and uh, I I wasn't as into it as I'd like as I, as I wanted to be, um, but but it was decent. It furthered the storyline, and obviously now we've got something to, to chew on at the end. Um, and I like the idea that we got more we got more to do with the director, although uh, and and his and his crew there with Jasper and and uh, and and I like that that we got a little bit of a glimpse of what this is. Maybe we get a glimpse that that maybe this this little cabal is 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 really basically about moving government contracts around, moving money around. Um, so that was interesting. But uh, I don't, it wasn't my favorite. But it was. Uh, but again, at the end, obviously, you know, my my complaints are gone when when you see something like that. Then we got a real we got a real uh, humdinger. Right. Humdinger. 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 Nando, uh, what'd you think? Okay. Well, like Grandpa here. Uh, no, kids, keep it down. Keep it down. Humdinger. Damn, damn kids These off my knees. lawn. Uh, I, I love this episode. Look, you know, first of all, again, I'm not going to deny it. I have a thing for this blacklister or or, or for, you know, or for another Reguerra. Yes, So I, I definitely have a thing for this one. She's hot. You know, we saw her from the very opening moments uh-huh. uh, in there. Uh, we get to see more of Tom. Tom is not, well, it doesn't seem like Tom is gone, although yeah. although now it does seem like Tom is gone. There's definitely a lot of little cliffhangers. We get to move forward with the whole fulcrum. Red has the fulcrum, but now the question is... He also has been shot. He also has been shot. And, uh, you know, Lizzie, Lizzie obviously gives him the fulcrum, uh, finds out the truth about Tom. There's a lot of reveals in this. Is, is this almost... You know what? This almost feels like a season finale. Like I could have seen, yeah. I could have seen this yeah. episode the way things were going. I could have seen all of this ending and being disappointed because we'd have to wait four months. It felt very season finale. It wasn't was as action packed on the task force Red Reddington side in terms of you know all that's been happening, but the act, in terms of really action. Mm-hmm. But the results, which are you know like I said, all the information being exchanged, all the reveals, and of course the the final sequence at the end. Yeah, like it felt very much like a cliffhanger. So. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Um, I, I, you know, I, I was okay with this episode. I'm, I'm going to go in some real dangerous ground here. Um, I doubt it. I it's just, well, I'll get to it. But you know, you know, Elizabeth Keene. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a Megan, but it's Elizabeth Keene. You know, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of crap on, on, on the YouTubes and on the Twitters and on the, uh, on the iTunes for giving uh, Lizzie Keene so much crap uh, and maybe Megan Boone a little crap. But you know, I want, be- I want better. I want, I want I want the blacklist to be better. I, I, and I and I and I you know I do this show because I love it. And I do this show because I like it, and uh, I love TV. And and there's a lot of really really great things happening. And when the things aren't happening, I want to call them out. And you know I, I'm gonna harp on some stuff. So you know I don't know what to say about all that. But yeah, I, I like this episode. I really I'm still wrapping my head around uh, Lizzie Keene's emotional motivations. 
and I'm not I'm just not buying them in certain ways. We can talk about them. You can tell me that I'm wrong or you, you agree. But other than that, I, I thought it was cool. Um, we finally got the return of David Strathairn, which we're looking for the director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was he wondering, was great. Wondering that's where it. he's been. Oh. So it's it cool to have him back. And he really got yeah. He got like he went ham a little bit. He got a little yeah. You know. He got some bass in his voice. Again, yeah. Started yelling and screaming at folks. Again, and just another episode where like the supporting characters who who are coming in are just like slamming it out of the park. Yeah, they which, really which is are. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so well, it, it, that's the, I think that's what makes Joe crazy. Is the show seems to exist on two different planes. Yeah. I mean, there's the people that are that are that are uh, of, of a certain caliber, and then there's some folks that are not. And it and, and you know sometimes it, it just it just becomes glaring. Yeah. Especially in an episode like this where there's two two parallel storylines that are not necessarily that are not necessarily uh, inter, inter, intersecting all that often. So there's there, it just it's just glaring. It's right. com- the comparisons you almost can't help but make them. And also I will say that a lot happened, but this, this episode was a bit was a bit confusing. You know, my guy over at Entertainment Weekly agrees with me on that. It was just it's confusing, a little confusing in terms of like a lot to follow. I had to watch it a couple of times to really sort of get the path as to so this means that she the thing but you know like I said that's the, the, that, the, that doesn't matter especially when you have a super sexy intro like we had you, you touched on the introduction yeah uh, the intro scene was fantastic um, uh, you know we see Vanessa Cruz doing her thing in a very sort of femme fatale like you know Bond girl villain kind yeah. of way yeah all that was very save very, your breath cool. you're going to need it and that guy's got yes. his mouth open and paralyzed and he's slowly sinking into the tub you're yeah. going to drown in the bathtub yeah, yeah. I, you know I, I'm, I'm super terrified by the idea of, of this like the idea of someone you know Giving you something and you dying slowly, and they're talking you out the whole way. Hmm. By the way, blah 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 blah. As you're dying, well, yeah, goodbye. Lou, Lou. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like horrible. that's the last words you hear. Hmm. That, that's, that's terrifying to me. I'm always fascinated with characters, and I because I don't have any experience with this in real life. I don't know if if there are you know. I mean, I, I imagine if you're a stockbroker or uh, uh, you know a money guy, you're you're you're, you're you take risks. In professionally, so I'd imagine you're probably a risk taker. But the idea of getting into a hotel room with a woman, a woman you only know online, putting on a leather mask and being tied to a bed and hoping for the best, I'm like, that is just bad decisions. You're making <laughs> bad choices. Well, these are the, the, these, uh, the Wall Street guys are known for making bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that, this is all, you know, this is, you know, you saw Wolf of Wall Street, this is what these guys do. But it, was, yeah, blow out of a anyway. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't understand the whole. The whole uh, it's it's crazy to me. But I guess maybe that's the deal. Just we we make bad choices and we take your money. Yeah. So we're introduced to to, to, to her and we see her do her thing with this guy. And then we also see like in a her cover her tracks. She you know washes off the tattoo, wash takes off the, the wig, does all these things, then comes back and then comes to the lovely Abby, her girlfriend. Who we initially think is like this is her girlfriend, this is her real alter ego life, because there seems to be some real connection and and and, and love there. Until we see later down the road that this is also part of some elaborate scam. Ruse. Yeah. So um, sort of a lot of a lot of twists and turns there, um, in, in, in this con. But um, so that happens. So then we you know, so we get that we get an introduction in, into to her, and then the next thing we see we pick up where we left off from the epi- from the other episode, the last episode with Tom Tom Keen mm-hmm. uh, at Elizabeth Keen's door. Um, so Tom shows up. Elizabeth is clearly conflicted. Is she conflicted? She's conflicted. Does she yeah, want him out? Yeah, I think out? so. Okay, she, so she's clearly conflicted about whether or not how she feels about Tom, but she has some things to say to him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she wants him to know certain things, but she's evidently not going to give him what he needs to go out in the world. But it's 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 this weird, 
um, paradox that she's in because I really don't think she wants to send him out in the world to die. I really don't think, I don't believe her when she says, I don't care what happens to you, you can't have the passports, good luck, hope they kill you. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think she really th believes that or wants that, but she doesn't want to give them the passports either. And it's just this weird, it just leaves us and her in this weird sort of neither zone. And I don't, I don't, I'm having a hard time like believing that she wants either or. And that's why, that's why me as a viewer, I get stuck. I guess like, does she want him to leave? Does she want him to stay? Does she really, you know, is she really trying to uphold the law? Like, what? I have no idea where Lizzie Keene is really lying here. And do you get a sense of this, Joe? Well, she's so alone. I, you know, I, I feel very, I, I feel uh, very empathetic toward her in that regard because, and and I wish, I wish that the way Megan Boone played her would elicit more empathy from me. I mean, I Careful. think that's no, no. I mean, I, I'm not. It's not a. And maybe it's a combination of writing and 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 portrayal. And and there's obviously a whole lot that goes into that. It's not like one person walks on camera and that's the portrayal. That's not how TV works. But. Um, but I think that that one of the things that's not happening that ought to be happening is we ought to feel much more empathy for her. She is all alone. All the things that she believed in are gone. Her real dad, her dad, the man who raised her, is dead. The the guy that she's been clinging to has is, is, is proven to be uh, less than what she thought he was. And her husband is obviously, you know, was an agent who was made to fall in love with her. That was the whole deal, right? So, I mean, all this has happened to her. And and instead of us feeling empathy toward her, we, we don't, which is odd. Yeah. But, but we should, But right? we should. It's, we it's, should really feel And love. we've said this before. We, like we've been through so much. Right? We ought to, intellectually, when I line it all up, I go, oh, yeah, it all makes sense. But for for some reason, and emotionally, I'm not I'm not feeling it. But but regardless, that's where she's at as a character. And so so if, I mean, all of the things that she wants to trust. I mean, her 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 instincts have got to be wrong always, right? I mean, right. that's that's the deal. She's got to always be questioning herself. She can't be sure anymore because all the things she was sure of are gone, and they were lies. Sure. So uh, you know, so I mean, she's going to have to be conflicted over everything with Tom, and then you know, layer that on top of the fact that now she's perjured. She 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 went before the judge. She had Harold uh, perjure himself. The whole the whole task force is in a totally legal gray area right now, and I mean sanctioned but gray. And so you know, so her her takeaway: What do you want me to do? Go in and and, and steal those passports out of evidence for you? It well, wasn't uh, it wasn't a matter of that's this illegal and, and bad. It was like th that's probably not. I might get in trouble. I might get caught. You're gonna give me tit for tat for that. Like you're gonna give me something if I'm gonna go get those. Well, I mean this this Nando this I hear you, Nando. This is what drives me nuts because we talk about the gray. There's, there's, Lizzie is playing all sides of the fence, including the middle, right? Mm -hmm. So she's missed by the book, and I'm not gonna let you walk into the evidence locker and blah 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 blah. Yet she's keeping Tom Keen in the in the secret. You know, shipyard and doing the thing. On one hand, she's you know by the book and doesn't want to give Red the fulcrum because she's not going to let you know this, you have a, a blackmail tool. I can't do that. I'm I'm an officer. Yet she's bending rules left and right over on the other side to try to get some other things done. It's like I have no idea where. It, like it feels like she knows. What, what do you like? The people that care about her are Red Reddington and whether she believes it or not, you know Tom. And I feel like she has less reason to trust Tom than she does Red. And and, and I don't. I feel like over the over the last two seasons, Red has exhibited very little to make Lizzie distrust her as much as she does. And and even if even if even if she thinks his motivations are wonky, like she completely never trusts this guy. And this guy has done nothing but give her the right information, give her. Um, uh, case after case, and look out for her, and, and oh yeah, save her life on multiple occasions. Yeah, but he does Yet it for his own motivations. Her, though. She's still got her arms crossed, and like, 
Yeah, but, it's but, driving me nuts. But he still does it for his own. I mean, they they catch him all the time doing it for his own, you know, personal benefit as well. Yes, he's saving her. It, it, there still is this thing. Look, you know, you're you're talking about I think two different things here. Okay, you guys are criticizing uh, Megan uh, Boone as the actress, and you're also criticizing Lizzie. Um, so is it really? So my question, really, more so, is is it is it the writing or is it well, the actress? Let me let me let me let me say that because I think that's an important question. I, TV does not work that way. It's not a matter of we're bringing a, an actor to the set and the actor is going to bring the entire role. That's not how this works. This is a this is a product that a, a, a huge number of people have 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 an influence on, and so you've got you've got writers, directors, you've got showrunners. These all these folks. Have have a vested interest in where they move this character and how they portray this character. It's not just about Megan Boone, and that's I think why why I, I feel more comfortable saying that that I, I feel like I should be feeling more empathy toward this character. I don't feel like I'm. It's not about Megan Boone. It's about the whole thing. It's about every, every this whole thing should be constructed for us to feel this empathy, and somehow or another we're not. And, and I agree. So that, and that's your question. That's the open question I'm asking. This yeah. is what I'm struggling with. I don't. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with is this a Megan Boone issue it. or is this a a writer's issue? Because like you said, Joe, if it's if it's Lizzie King's a character, I feel like I should be feeling something, or we as an audience should be feeling something that we're not. So if I don't care, why don't I care? Is that something she's not doing? And then also the choices that Lizzie King the character making aren't making sense to me. If they're supposed to make sense, then maybe they're not being sold properly. So I'm confused. That, that I think is a lot. That, that, at the end of the day, that's that's kind of it. Okay. So I mean, and it, and, it, and it makes the whole thing harder to understand because if you if you just made it a little little clearer that that this is what we should be feeling. If there, are, you know, it feels like there's scenes missing where we should we should understand why Lizzie's feeling the way she's feeling, so that when she comes to those places where the where where what she's doing doesn't necessarily make any sense. Like I won't give you the fulcrum later on in the show, here's the fulcrum for no good reason. Like, you know, like whatever whatever the if they're if they're emotional choices and we have the scenes that lead us to believe and understand that they're emotional choices, I think they're a lot easier to digest. Well, okay. I love so you guys. I love you guys. Just let me talk. Go ahead. <laughs> so look, I, I you know, I but seem flip, to be <laughs> I seem to be the one that's a lot more optimistic about about her character, but I do I do feel that we don't know where her loyalties lie. I, I definitely see the scene in the beginning with her and Tom, and I don't I don't necessarily get what her motivation is. She wants to get rid of I, I, I she wants to get rid of Tom, and we see that, and we even see that when that awesome scene when the door opens up and it's Red and Dembe, and they're all pulling their guns out. I think that's awesome. And, um, and Lizzie pulls her gun at red. Yeah, and Lizzie pulls her run at her gun at red. Yeah, her, like her run at Ged. Yeah. Uh, her gun at red. So, like, wait a minute, not my Tom. Yeah, I, so I, I, I love those moments. But yeah, I mean, there are some problems. But I do see, I actually do see some growth, even in Lizzie in the character, uh, even at the very end when she finally hands Red the fulcrum. She's just completely exasperated. But it's sure. a very different, it's a very different Lizzie than the, I hate you now, I can't be around you. It was just kind of like, I'm, I thought it was. I'm okay. like, I'm fed up, here's the fulcrum, I'm done with this. Okay. I, 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 as opposed to, get out of my, you know, as opposed to, I don't trust you. But she just gives him the fulcrum, right. and it's just like, I'm just done with this. There and, that, that, that Lizzie did show that. up in episode. And I, yeah, and I do see differences. I do see changes. But I, I do also feel that, and this is, a, this is a complaint we've had before with 22 episode seasons. I think sometimes it's just hard to sustain a certain type of relationship when yes, there's so much push right. and pull. Sure. So I see that too. But I, I do think that, you know, we do get comments on, on, on I, I would like to get past the whole Megan Boone thing for today because we do get a lot, enough comments about that. And I feel like we spent way too much time on that. And I think there's a lot of what? good in this episode. Sorry. I, just I agree with you. But like I said, to, be, to clarify, I don't think it's a Megan Boone thing. I think it's a, it's, it's a much bigger, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's, not, it's not just on one person. It's a, it's a wider, I think, thing. I do want to point out that Tom did drive his Ford Mustang. 
Um, he did. Yeah, he's he's a fugitive from the law, and he has no money, but he does have a 2015 Ford Mustang. He's still sponsored. Yes. Absolutely sponsored like a maniac. By Ford. <laughs> he, 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 he can steal it. Uh, I, you know, for for me, just the last thing I'll say is it, it is a full the whole the whole Megan Boone Lizzie thing is a full stop thing for me. Like I, I'm in the I'm in the show and I'm out of the show. I made that very clear. It, it's a problem for me. I will pretend it's not there. I pretend she's awesome and I'll move on. So <laughs> let's pretend she's awesome and Julie's not here to, to to give me faces and agree with me. So we have it's it's fine. Um, it so 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 after so we you know Tom I'm sorry Red comes to the door to to actually give the information to to, to Lizzie Lizzie pulls the gun Red pulls pulls the gun and I, and I thought it was also a great scene where Red sort of says this is the guy who did these things to you he's very protective of of Lizzie in that in that moment even though he's hired he hired Tom himself mm-hmm. for whatever reason he wants Tom out mm-hmm. you know, out of her life entirely and I don't know if that motivation is because he knows enough about Tom to think Tom's dangerous or Tom flipped. Or if he's just trying to protect Lizzie emotionally, what's his motivation for being so so anti Tom? Do you, do, you, do you think? I think well, I think a lot of a lot of it is you know he doesn't want Lizzie to know the whole truth. I mean he's still hiding right. hiding that, and I think uh, you know we saw what happened when Tom finally told the truth. So uh, I think a lot of it right now is he doesn't want those two bonding. The last so thing do, he do needs... you think that's it? You really think that his his motivation for like get Tom out of your life is what? he's afraid that Tom's going to out him? I think that's part of it, and I think the other part of it is if you want to go there, you know that uh, it's a father looking out uh, for a daughter. Come on, come on! You knew that was going to. You guys don't like me talking about Megan Boone. He's still in this father daughter <laughs> BS. All right, uh, I mean whatever. So go ahead, right, anyway. come yes. On. Go well, ahead. we hope so. I hope so because yeah. I don't want to wear a blouse. Uh, yes. Um. The you know Red is anti Tom. The dude flipped on him. The dude he hired dude. Yeah. He put dude in a position of absolute trust to watch over. Whether he's the dad or whether he's 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 adopted her in the same way that she's adopting uh, the uh, the uh, the harbor master's daughter. Uh, it's a very important person to him, right? And he puts Tom in a position of of complete uh, of complete access. And he does it based on the reputation of the—I um, can't remember the character's name—but the Tom Sandler. Um, Berlin. No, no, no. The one—the one, the one the oh. Handler from when he was a kid. Yeah, the, um, the major. The major. The major. Right, based on this reputation that the majors people never, never, never falter. They never flip. They never miss it. Blah blah blah. So all that's—all that's—that's his motivation for putting Tom there, and then Tom flips on him for a for a better offer from Berlin. Tom is absolutely come on. That's that's huge. Yeah. Once you bite me, I know you're. I, you, once the dog bites you, the dog bit you. That's it. They did a fantastic job in this of giving Tom of really turning Tom around back around to a sympathetic character. They've yeah. done this thing where like you introduce him as a sympathetic guy, then you find out he's betraying her and he's a sort of evil super spy, and then uh, you know he's gone, and then we see him go you know rogue. We find out his whole truth, but now he comes back, and now the his whole arc is. I've been on the run since I was 14. I don't know any better. I just I just wanted someone to love and trust my whole life, and you gave it to him. Like, I bought it. Like, this, I'm a sucker. This is the power of the internet right, right here. Ryan Eckle, this, I, Ryan Eckle, I buy. This, this, <laughs> that's a promotion. This evolution of this character, I, I contend. 
I contend personally that this would never have happened ten years ago. You're Be- saying the Julias of the world who are like I- I'm saying that there would not have been so much interaction oh, between the the writers' room and the public, so that they they have they because they have their fingers so much better on the pulse than they ever used to. Yeah. So I mean, now that they know that that Tom tests so damn well, and there's so many people that love him, love the character. So well, how do we keep him back in? Well, we make yeah. him more sympathetic. We bring him back. So I'm saying ten years ago that would never have happened because yeah. they would not they would have been much more tone deaf. Well, well it's, it's, I, it's I just, a masterful job. Yeah, I just love the fact that he was. A character, I was really like the first season. I just kept predicting, like, let's get rid of him. Yeah, let's get the hell rid of him. I was out of and, I think all uh, of us now were. he's a character that I actually Julia. like. Yeah, Julia was Julia. never I don't out of him. She was never out of him. <laughs> no. uh, and now I, I love seeing him in, you know, yeah. seeing him say goodbye this episode. I'm like, oh, I hope I hope he's still back, you know, I hope there's yeah. another reason to come back. I mean, it was great when, uh, again, that scene with Red, when, when Red's like, get out, he's like, you brought me back in, yeah. you know, it's like, it's awesome to see yeah. how this is playing out. That's good stuff. All, all that stuff was good stuff. Yeah. The, the, the red. And so uh, he does get out, and he sends Dembe after him, you know, just to make sure that he's getting out, not mm-hmm. to kill him. I thought he was going to send Dembe to take him out. But he, yeah. he sends his And then he tells Lizzie, like, he has that speech with Lizzie to say, make sure that you, your, your head's in the game, you know what's going on, I have a case for you. So we're back on the case of this whole Vanessa Cruz situation, which we find out, um, you know, that she has basically been uh, targeting these uh, Bernie Madoff types who have... Uh, allegedly embezzled a bunch of money from a bunch of good people and kept this money and she's now going in and taking that money back from them and then framing no, no. no I'm wrong I'm all, I got it all wrong I'm sorry you got it all wrong she these is guys framing have, these guys she's, are she's framing, framing them. them I'm sorry I got it all wrong she is framing these guys to make it look like they're a bunch of Bernie Madoff guys and these guys have done nothing but she's framing them to make well, it they, look like they, they were, were all involved in, in her in killing her husband though well it's before, it's before we knew this but yes. oh I got you okay. yeah but that, that, this is what we this is what we this, this is what we learned at the case. top of the show. The top yes. of the show, we then find out through the the, the, the investigation with her mother and some cool. I, I like all that cool stuff with the Rom when they when he's like, those guys couldn't find it, but together I've got, I've got a face. Yeah, yeah, and that then, was neat. And then my guy down in well, I forget the guy's name. That he mm-hmm. put together, he's a genius. He put together a thumbprint. Yeah, this guy's awesome. Like, like freaking freaking Kevin. Yeah, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, freaking Kevin. I love you know, great. There's little moments, little Rom moments are fantastic. So he gets he gets all this uh, information together. They find the mother. They get the full story from the mother. Uh, ultimately, wrestler puts this together, finds out what the real motivation is. They're able to then figuring out this motivation. Figure out that the last the last the the, the last person uh, in this group of people who have conspired to take out her husband is is this guy, Mister Carlton, who is the unfortunately the boss of Abby, mm-hmm. the girlfriend. So then we find out that Abby, poor Abby, is connected to... Abby's connected, yeah. and that Vanessa has been using Abby well, to uh, set up liaisons with right. with Carlton. Which they did a great job of really establishing that relationship in the in a very small time, because, you know, I went from thinking Vanessa Cruz is, is this you know crazy girl to like, oh, there's this sweet relationship she's in. They love each other. Mm. And then, like, oh, she's a bad girl to like, oh, they love... And they're like, oh, she's using her? And at yeah. the end, I was like, oh, no, don't do it to Abby. Please don't shoot her. Abby loves you. <laughs> they, they had me. They had me in, in the I, real I lo- all that. Yeah, I thought that was a really good way to move us along yeah. and twist us. We, we didn't really get to Abby. figure out where Vanessa's, uh, you know, priorities lie. Yeah. So I, I liked all of that. Yeah. Uh, so we, we did find f- figure out that in the end... Uh, um, Vanessa Cruz was not able to do the, to do the deed to Abby. She was on the run. She made it out, and uh, as I, we talked about in the top of the episode, uh, 
So that was Harold. In, yeah. Harold asked the question, what was what was the true motivation of this? And then we see her talking to Miss, Mr. Kaplan with a nice glass of wine. Yeah. Um, what the heck do you think that's all about? Uh, well, you know what? Look, she's a ghost. We see that. She's really, really good at, at hiding herself. It took yeah, it took the task force a while to try and figure out. You said it yourself with Aram trying to put everything together. Yes. They were able to just get a composite photo from tons of, of different photos and uh, and a fingerprint from, like, Several different um, partials. Right. So she's really good at that. Uh, she seems to know. You know, we talked a long time ago about how uh, the blacklist seems to be about corporate terrorism. Yes, that's so, a just that football theory. And uh, and I well, stand by it. I did that too. I stand by that too. Yeah. And I feel that she seems to work her way really well getting these one percenters. Sure. You know, she seems to be at war with one percenter. She so I think it's pretty easy for Red to try and sway her to be on his side. Well, if if, if Red's trying to engineer a takeover of the of the uh, of that group, if he's trying to get rid of, of uh, the director, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be able to do it through a coup, and and he doesn't want he doesn't want to do it through violence, then another way to do it is is by discrediting him, maybe inserting her. And with the director, Somehow. and then and then uh, and, and then setting up a whole chain of events so that the other the other members of the uh, of the the group end up deciding the director has been cheating them. It, it does feel a bit like a like a like a moment you know in I don't know La Femme Nikita or Born Identity or one of these spy movies where you're being recruited. It's almost like like she like she's good for Red's team, mm-hmm. you know. Like, like Mrs. Kaplan's recruiting her to be one of Red's, you know, uh, you know, in in this team and that includes Mrs. Kaplan and the other person, the other person, because Red does have this sort of close knit team that he works with, yeah. You know, so maybe 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 you're right, Joe. Maybe that's part of it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so doubling back to the other sort of the B storyline here, which is really the A storyline, is you know we're as as mentioned before, the director's back, and uh, the director's like. Hell bent, he's very convinced that Red does not have the fulcrum, and he's very, he's very convinced that Red is no longer a threat uh, to to the, the, the to the the organization. The organization. Mm-hmm. And he wants to take Red out, but before he does that, there has to be a vote. And and well, Red is well aware of this, and so the directors call for this vote. And Red, being Red, is very much on the inside, is trying to use his political influence to sway the vote. Um, and and that, I thought this was very interesting. This felt very, it had a very, like, some, some cool political thriller intrigue to it. You know, the idea of Red's inserting himself with his guy. What was the guy's name? Not, not, um. Hobbs? Yeah, Hobbs. I think it was Hobbs. Yeah, who, who's, who's in this. And, uh, you know, trying to make this whole thing happen. But in the event it doesn't work, he very, very much needs the fulcrum from Lizzie, right? Mm. I mean, what, how, how did you think what, what that whole behind the scenes thing played out? I was really surprised by how badly he misread the situation, and and I mean that's not like Red. Usually the usually he reads everything just right. He always reads the tea leaves, but he misread this completely. He thought that that uh, that Jasper was going to take the bait and was going to was going to want rise to be the director and was going to want to be beholden to him. He thought he had the deal, and uh, and and obviously didn't. And I thought I was waiting for the big the big uh, the big double flip at the end. When Red was going to go, oh no! I I knew you'd do that, and here's my super duper double flipperoo, and and I had the whole plan, and instead he got shot. So um, so I'm wondering if uh, if, if uh, how come he misread it so badly, and is is this this whole thing with Lizzie kind of blinding him? Is he is he starting to make mistakes? Uh, and you only get one or two mistakes, I think, in in, in his business. Yeah, well, one sometimes, you know, I, I think. Uh you know, I, I don't know. I don't, know if he, I, don't, I don't know if he misread it. I think, I think he 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 made his play and he sat back and waited. 
right? Like, I don't know if he misread it. He, he, he only had one choice, which is to go after Jasper. I think that was the one vulnerable. That he was, was the one He vote. was a swing vote. That was a swing vote. He's a guy he knew we can go after. And he did his whole speech. You'd much rather pitch than catch. I don't know if that was a <laughs> prison reference or if that was a... I don't know. What what, what, what kind of reference was that, Flippo? Seemed prison-y to me. Okay. <laughs> prison-y? <laughs> Pri- upper pertaining to prison-esque. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it, it, it seemed to it seemed to be going okay. But red's red. I, I don't think he misread it because he still knew he had to get the fulcrum as a backup just in case Lizzie, you know, from Lizzie. He also knew that uh, he had to hear from Hobbs first. Like before this thing went down, he had to uh, make sure that Hobbs, you know, gave him the call to let, let him know the vote was over. So, so you're, you're saying that was his only movie. He didn't have a choice. That was the only movie he had. Yeah. I and mean, so he just he took a swing. He took, and he, had to he, took, he took a swing, and he's playing, and he's backing himself up with the whole. I'm gonna look for get the fulcrum from Lizzie. He's also backing himself up by if I don't get a call from Hobbs, then we gotta go. Hmm. So and that's what he's waiting for, and that's exactly what happened. Um, he did make the play for Lizzie. We, we've gone over this. He got, he tried to get the fulcrum from Lizzie. Lizzie inexplicably says no, and and says I'm not gonna give you the fulcrum because you know na 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 you know. <laughs> And that's what causes Lizzie to call Tom. About does sum up the scene. Well, you know? that's what causes Lizzie to call Tom because she was trying to get information right. on the shelf uh, account right. from uh, from Red at that time. I don't need you, the guy I hate and don't trust. I'm going to call the guy I hate and don't trust. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's perfectly normal to me. Not for anything. I, I felt like I, I felt like the girl in the wheelchair uh, gave up the the shelf company way too easy. Oh, what was she was for she, a kiss on the cheek? I'm like, wait, don't you run like with criminals and, and no? But she tr- she trusts. Tom, <laughs> what do you say? Is this your is this your boo? Is this your girl? What is it? It's like, More like a it's your woman. Chain. Oh yeah, sorry, it's your woman. Lizzie's like more like his ball and chain. Like yeah, I, uh, tell me that is this accurate? Yes, and kind of you know, and believable. A little, a little yeah. funny, a little, a little <laughs> ironic there. A little. Yes, uh, and a little, a little because ir- I had him tied up in a boat. You exactly. understand? There's a exactly. reason. Uh, so so yeah, she got that information and. Um, so doesn't but back to the thing with with Red. She doesn't give the information to Red. Doesn't give the fulcrum to Red. They he she uses Ryan Angle to go to go get to 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 get the information to shut down um, the information on the on the shell company. Right? Shelf shelf. I'm sorry. The no, we're shelf calling it a shelf company. Yes. Company, um, which leads to the 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 the, the capture of Vanessa Cruz. But I, I want to get to this whole sort of showdown with uh, with Jasper and and the director. And um and and Hobbs. red and oh, Hobbs, red. Okay. right? So it comes out. So we, we, we you know, red makes the plea to Jas- Jasper that you know that, that that you think he misread, but he he made the plea that this is you you, you need to do um, the you need to vote you know in my favor. Jasper agrees, but then double crosses red, right? Um, and did first of all, did Hobbs make it out? <clears throat> we are led to believe that Hobbs is dead. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think we're led to believe that he's dead. Is that the Godfather move? In your Italian, Joe. Is this the Godfather move? And they're like, "That's how we do it." You should see Easter. It's rough. <laughs> and they're like, and "Here's how it's going to work, Joe. We're going to put you in a car. We're going to drive you ten miles. We're going to you're going to get on a plane. You're going to fly across the country, and you're never going to be seen from again." Yes, sir. You get in the car, and they whack you. Pow. That, well, that, 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 that is that is straight up the Godfather. <laughs> Why do I go through your, the whole speech? Your punishment speech? is you're out. You're out of the family business. This Why do you guys YouTube? do that? Why do you guys go through the whole speech? I, I, I'm I, listen. We're not all gangsters, Joe. I don't I don't understand. Why can't you just whack him? Sounds Pam. a little racist to me that you would be asking me this, but but. I just, Based on my extensive <laughs> knowledge of movies, yes. that's how they do it. 
Having never whacked anyone in real life or seen anybody whacked, I cannot imagine the theatrics are the same. Here's what we're going to do, Joe. You're going to get up. Can you imagine a bunch you're of You're going to walk out. You're going to get in that car. Do you you're really drive think a bunch of goombas on, are, are going to come up with an elaborate plan? To, no, they're just going to do it. They're yeah. going to do it and roll them up in a carpet. The Goodfellas, the Godfather, every movie I see, they do that. And that was a David Strathairn move. It's like he gives a whole speech. Yeah. Like, so he whacks Hobbs, you know, apparently. Are we are uh, led to believe that Hobbs gets the uh, the same the same treatment that, uh, that what's her name? The uh, Oh, the, 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 the brother-in-law in The Godfather. I mean, that's the treatment. Yeah. You know, your, your, your punishment is you're out of the family business, get in the car, you're going to the airport, and I, I, no, you're it's not. It's every movie. That's the move. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, so that yeah, he's a yeah, poor guy. Uh, not poor guy. And I liked, I, liked, I liked him. He was a good character. I hope he's not dead. Uh, we'll see. So but but so that, that happens. David Strathairn you know, reams him out, lets him know that, you know, how dare you. I he, made you. I made you. I gave you everything. You know, we did all this stuff. And then he's going to get him out of there. And then apparently he lets, he lets him go. David Strathairn is just really, really does not believe that uh, Red has the fulcrum. I wonder, though. Uh, this is the, the the question. The open questions that that uh, we have is now that Red uh, presumably has the fulcrum, like does he know how to use it, and does the fulcrum have the information that uh, that it is said to have? Because if if this is true, all hell's gonna break loose, right? All all all, all completely hell's gonna break loose because Red, assuming Red survives, which which we didn't get to, mm-hmm. uh, Red has now the power to take out the whole organization. Presumably, right? Presumably, yeah. Because they double cross red, which mm-hmm. is his total threat. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, do you think the fulcrum is, is legit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I, I think it's definitely going to save Red's life. You know, right. I mean, after we figure out what happens here, but which we're, we're all assuming he survives. Which we should say at the, the last scene after Lizzie, you know, comes to him and says, "I just want to know what happened. Who hired? Yes or no." Did you hire Tom? And actually, he didn't have to say it. Liz, he knew, Red knew what Lizzie was going to ask. Yeah. And basically, just said, yes, I hired Tom. Mm-hmm. And she says, thank you. I don't want any parts of you. Here's the fulcrum. Get out of my life. She storms away. Red gets shot, shot in the chest, mm-hmm. which is which is bad. And it's bleeding from the mouth. And Also bad. Also, also bad. bad. And then roll credits. And I think the Bible's next week. We don't. What, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> I'm not watching the Bible. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay, thanks. It's, it's like Thursday. I'm not watching that. Right. Um, yeah. Do we have Do we have a break here? Do we have We don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. About I, we'd I look it we up. Do. I'm pretty sure we have a pretty break. sure. We have a break. Yeah, that makes sense. There's only about what four or five more episodes left. Right. And yeah, you guys chew it over with the twigs. Wanna, they might want to let it last till May. Yeah. So yeah. So there's probably a week or two off. A lot. So so red. So red. We... And it's a good place to. It's a good place to make us wait. Like I said, it feels like a season finale. This is just the kind of episode it ends. It makes you curse if if there's no episode next week. Right. Red. You know? Red's bleeding on the street. Um, and the fulcrum is in our, in our possession. Yeah. Uh, the director is presumably in power. Yeah. Hobbs is presumed dead. And yeah. uh, well, And Tom is presumably gone. And Tom is presumably gone. Presumed gone. Presumed gone. So the whole and blacklist world is Vanessa down. is presumably on the going to be on the payroll. On the payroll, Miss Kaplan. If we see if we see her again this season, who knows? All right. I don't think we'll see her again this season. Uh, let's. I would do just let's do some news and gossip really quickly. Mm-hmm. After Buzz TV News. Um, the news that I have is uh, Dembe, and I cannot pronounce my man's name because I don't have it in front of me. The actor who plays Dembe is get promoted to series regular for season three. 
He's Who's not so? a singer. He's regular right now. Ah, he's been a, he's been a guest star. What? But he's been a guest star all season one and a guest star all of season two. Although he's only really only he's been in every single episode except for one so far. So finally they said, "No, Dembe's not going anywhere. They're not going to do like Dembe like to do to my man uh, Mr. Gray in yeah. season one. <laughs> Get rid of him. So Dembe's here to stay. So all you Dembe fans, which are, we're all of them, uh, Dembe's been promoted to series regular, so he'll be back for season three. Um, but will Red be back? All right. So, um, <laughs> so can't even be a question. I know. Some shout outs. Uh, I want to say hello to uh, Kelly Plowman Warden, Lauren Hicks, uh, uh, Rainy J, Fusion Love Stories, of course, uh, Caitlin Mitchell, Jason, Tra- Jason Trainer, Tanner, I'm sorry. Uh, Hail Crimson King, as usual. Holistic Love and Living, thank you. Uh, Hestia, uh, I can never print pen- pen- I can never yeah, say I can't it. imagine his peritoneum. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, shamey Shame, uh, Diamond Day Dreamer, uh, my man, Michael Jones, and uh, my girl, Sabrina Garrett. Thank you, Sabrina Garrett. You're very sweet. Um, uh, Mira Tropolja. How come I can't read? Thank you, uh, Mirima. Nikki S. Uh, Real Toy Reviews and VFC Church Musician. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching and downloading. And uh, we appreciate you very much. Uh, predictions, Joe Flippo? Oh. Uh, Hold on. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, I think I said it earlier. I think that uh, if they bring in if they bring in uh, Vanessa Vanessa Cruz, the character, to be a part of uh, to be a part of Red's world, which seems, certainly looks like it's going to be, um, I would imagine she's going to be aimed squarely at the director. And then later on, I would imagine, if not this director, then then the place I would put her is going after Smiling Tommy Flanagan. That's where I would put her. Oh, get Smiling Tommy Flanagan all all scrooged up. And that those are my predictions because the rest of it's too it's too much going on. I, I got nothing. Okay, Mando. I think we're going to learn a lot about the organization in the next episode or two. Now that Red has the fulcrum, it's going to be a lot more information about this group. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Vanessa, unfortunately, um, till next season if we see her at all. Uh, even though she's alive and apparently in an employee, uh, possibly based on that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't think Tom's gone. Yeah. <laughs> we get to see how he gets brought back. Kidding? Maybe now that Red Shot, you know, Lizzie calls Tom for help before sure. he leaves. Uh, before he leaves for his boat. Yeah, you know. So yeah. that's about it. Uh, I do want to mention one last thing. Sure. How come a super secret agent can't swim? Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like I should. That, I mean, to me, that seems like uh, super should, secret agent. It's class number five. I, I, I would think. I would think that'd be in the top ten at least. Three to five classes. It's done. We see him working out. He's got. He's got muscles. You ought to be swimming. Yeah, at least tread you water. Swim. At least some treads I, some water. There's so many opportunities to drown. Yes. I, you know, as, as a secret super secret agent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that's it, all I got to say. The about major that. has failed him in his training. Right. Apparently. You can't even swim. I was like, what? Uh, I thought that was a cover. Like, you can't swim. He's like, of course I can swim. Of course I can swim. Of course I can swim. Uh, I, I predict that we're going to get some answers before the end of season two. I really, be- I really believe we're going to get some of these answers. Some of these, like, is Red the, the the nature of the relationship of Lizzie and Red? Are they going to get to that? And really, sort of, because this whole fulcrum, you know, how the fulcrum came into Lizzie's possession, what the relationship of Lizzie and Red is, what the origin story is back there, all that stuff. Because I think we've gone as far. I said this last season. We go as far as we can go with the whole like Lizzie Red pull push pull thing. They've they she's walked away. They're gonna finally come together and all will be revealed. So they can just get on with it and start working together 
as not father and daughter. I cannot and, wait to and, hear and, and Harold solve. Cooper's voice at the, before the episode. All will be revealed. That's, <laughs> I cannot wait to hear that. All will be revealed. That's my prediction. I think they're going to get answers in these next four episodes. So I hope so. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can sir? find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. My website is josephsanfilippo.com. You, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And here at AfterBuzz for other shows. Yes, you can find me. I'm Joe Braswell here on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. And here in AfterBuzz on Mad Men with Joe Flippo. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Uh, and um, Bates. Bates Motel with Joe Flippo. And also Mando. fun. Uh, and uh, uh, GNT Geek Nerd Tech, um, a tech show we do here on our sister's network, BHL. You can find Julia Kearley. That's fun too, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing to say about you it. You find Julia Kearley at, uh, at Julia Kearley um, on Twitter and Instagram. She will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening and joining us, and we will see you soon. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 